What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Okay, welcome back to Confident as Fuck. We are here with Julia. I am so excited to have her here. We are here and we're going to be talking about her business and just all things in general. So welcome, everyone. Welcome, Julia. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me today. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. So we're having dogs just love it around here. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually met Julia at um, one of the weed shops here in Long Beach. She was uh, selling, she was doing a pop-up. So she was selling her products. So we'll get into like all what her products are. How many businesses do you have? Um, I just say one, just janked. Okay. Um, yeah, just one. I kind of base it off of that. So like janked will be the main part. And then uh, for my accessories and my clothing. And then I also like kind of backpack off of that with my like makeup and everything. Got as it. Well. Okay. Okay. So all under one. Yeah. Okay. So tell us what your business is and introduce yourself. Um, so my business, uh, is janked. So it's 420 apparel and accessories. So I basically make accessories that you never knew you needed. Um, so like bowl pokers, portable ashtrays, um, blunt wands and stuff, crowns, um, just basically accessories that make you feel a little bit more bougie when you're smoking. I love that. Who wants to smoke basic, you know? (laughs) It's like that, um, that Nikki audio where she's like, why would you want to be basic when you can be stunning? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I love the Nicki Minaj. (laughs) I love her too. What got you into that business? Um, so I've always been like a crafter. So since I was younger, I've always made stuff. Um, what got me like actually turning it into a business though, was I had made some roach clips this, uh, like a few years ago. Um, I started like soldering them. So like metal roach clips and stuff. And I made a bunch of them. I had actually made them for myself, but, um, a bunch of people saw them and they were like, Hey, can I buy one off of you? I was like, okay, sure. Like, you know, I have a bunch of them. Might as well. So I ended up selling a few of them, and then um, that's when I realized, I was like, oh, wait, I make stuff that people actually want to buy? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and then I actually went to a pop-up in San Diego, or I went on vacation in San Diego, and I happened to stop by this little pop-up. It was a 420, like, little market on Balboa, and... um. I was like, dang, I can do this. Like, just seeing all the small businesses yeah. and, like, people with their little accessories and stuff. I was like, dang, people are actually doing this. Like, this is something that I can do as well. Okay. I freaking love that because I feel like that's a – they say, like, business is created out of necessity, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, even though you didn't go in planning to sell them, people were like, I want them. Mm-hmm. And that's the necessity. And it, you almost, like, created your own little market yeah. for your items. Yeah. I love it. Um, so what happened after the roach clips? Like, what was your next um, item? So I initially started making roach clips, like, for myself. And then um, when I quit my position, so I was working in the medical field. Um, I had just finished my bachelor's degree. And then I decided that I didn't want to work in that field anymore. 
So I took a step back and I started doing like customs. So creating like custom clothing for people. Um, so they would like send me their designs mm. and then I would make that. Um, and I started doing that because I wanted to be able to like grow my skills. So that way mm. when I it was time to make my own clothing, I already had the skills to do right. it from like the practice that I had with other people. So I started making clothes for people. Um, that's how I started like my little business, like started getting out there, um, spreading like my cards around, telling people what I do, what I can do. Um, and then once I learned everything I needed to or felt like I was at the point where like I was OK, I started um, no more customs. So I don't do customs for people anymore like that. Um, now it's just my stuff. Awesome. So I'll just like sit there. I'll draw stuff um, I make like stickers and like clothing. Yeah. Um, I really want to have like a whole line of just like stoner clothing. Yeah. And uh, something that I had started with with the clothing was I did like a hidden leaf on my clothes. Mm. So I wanted it to be like stoner clothes, but for people who were also in the corporate field. Yes. So if you can't, you don't want people to know you're stoner, but you still want to represent. Right. You'll have like a regular shirt, but on the inside, there will be like a little hidden leaf or something that's just like a little sign like oh I love you're that a stoner too <laughs> I love that did yeah. you have to be like drug tested when you're in the medical field I actually didn't okay no. so um they never drug tested me um I think because I wasn't working directly with patients so okay. I was managing a hospice company mm, so okay. I was just like in the office overseeing everyone um making sure everyone was like doing what they were doing yeah so, um, and I worked really closely with, uh, the administrator, the director of nursing and like the physicians. So they never felt the need to drug test me because right. I was always on top of everything. Um, and then all the other positions that I found, uh, if there was a job that was going to drug test me, I just would kind of like, eh, not take right, it. I yeah. guess that's not the one for me. Yeah. Um, cause I always felt like as a stoner and like a professional, um, they shouldn't have to like judge you based off of that. And if they do find out that you smoke weed, it changes their perspective on you. It makes them look at you a little bit different. Yeah. So if there was ever like an like a time where it was gonna be like that, I just kind of avoided it because I didn't want them to like basically make me seem like I'm not doing what I right. should be doing or like I can't do something because of my smoking. Like that's starting to phase out where people are looking at weed especially as a negative yeah. aspect of your personality or your, you know, your aura or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like people are starting to phase that out, but it still does happen. And especially does, in the yeah. corporate world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love that you're making clothing for, because I feel like that's a normal human thing is for us to want to like represent mm -hmm. part of our personality. But then if it conflicts with your career mm -hmm. or somehow you can be you're worried about that being like a negative aspect yeah. then you know I love that you're integrating those two together do you have a lot of clients or like customers that are corporate and that um I do still have a lot of contact with like some of the nurses that I had worked uh -huh. with before and uh, a lot of like the social workers and stuff and um they actually do partake in it yeah uh, which I found out after I was no longer ah. at that position um, but yeah, so I, I still talk to them. Um, they actually purchased like some of my stuff That's awesome. as well, um, which I was like, wow, okay, this is really cool. And it made me realize that like, that's why there needs to be a little bit more representation on that stuff too, because, um, like once someone talks about it, other people will come out too. Yeah. So no one, no sure. one's just going to straight up say, Hey, I'm a stoner at work, you know, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you're like in the medical field. 
Um, but then you hear someone say it and you're like, oh, okay. And then you start talking to them more and then you create that bond and everything. Yeah. Um, so that's just always what I've done just with like people in general. Um, and then me, like I was always a stoner and I was working in that world as well. So I always wanted to represent. I always, I was always smoking. So I was like, I want to have something on me that like says I'm a stoner too. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want it to be something that was like thrown in your face. Right. I smoke weed on a shirt or anything like that. (laughs) I wanted to be something more like, if you know, you know what to look for. You know, yeah. so like if if I'm like, oh, OK, like, let me look at this girl, what she's wearing. And I see a little sign and I'm like, you're a stoner. <laughs> yeah. OK, cool. I like, like that's now. my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that um we're like I said, we're starting to move out of that, but it's still so much so much there. But mm-hmm. what would your advice be for someone who's like. Nervous to even tell anybody. Right. Because I feel like there's so like the more that I. Well, moving to California, um, it's obviously legal here. Mm-hmm. So that's another aspect of it. So a lot of states it's still not legal, but it's legal here. And yeah. so I feel like so many people smoke but mm-hmm. don't ever talk about it or even want to like conceal the fact that they smoke. Yeah. So what would your advice be for somebody who's like doesn't even want to talk about it with like friends, family, like somebody who's really like a closeted stoner? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say just talk about it. Like if it's something that you like and you enjoy it and it's not causing any problems to anyone else, just talk about it because eventually people are going to get desensitized to it Mm -hmm. and they're not going to care anymore because they're going to realize like, oh, it really doesn't have any effect on me. This right. Them smoking after work doesn't do anything to me. That's interesting. Okay, let me not care about it. Right. As long as you're getting what you need to get done then there shouldn't be any issue. For sure. Um, I just always tell people, like, smoking weed is fun and, like, it's cool, you know? Like, if you want to do it, go ahead. But always make sure that you have your priorities first because that's the main thing. Um, You don't want to represent as a stoner who is just, like, the stereotype, you know, just not doing anything, um, always, like, causing problems and stuff, always messing up, Um, just you know use cannabis as something to like elevate what you're doing for sure um when i smoke like it helps me stay motivated it helps me like do stuff faster so like when i was at work i'd like take a hit and like before i would get to work and i would feel like i could get things done like 10 times easier like i was just determined so i was like okay this task okay done this task all right done next task so it was just like it's if you use it for the proper things, then it'll help you. If you're just doing it just to do it, then it's, you know. Right. You're just feeding into that already. Yeah. Why do you think that is that <clears throat> smoking before you have to do something that requires concentration? Why do you think that is that it gives you that more like that feeling like of like being able to, to focus? focus? Yeah. Um, my mind is all over the place 24 seven. So I'm constantly thinking about like 20 things. Mm -hmm. So when I smoke and I have to get something done, it just helps me to focus in on that one thing rather than getting distracted. Um, cause I'm the type of person where like, I'll have to do something. Um, and then I see something else that I have to do and I'll be like, Oh, let me do that. And then I see something else and I'm like, Oh, let me do that. Um, so smoking before I do it just kind of helps me to be like, no, I have to finish this one task before I move on to the next one. Kind of like makes you almost like push out all the 
bullshit the almost. extra stuff yeah. yeah everything else just like goes away and I just like zone in on that one thing that I have to do yeah 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 it's so weird because I never so my journey with um cannabis is like I obviously smoked in high school mm-hmm. um just recreationally and then I didn't smoke after high school like I didn't really smoke at parties or anything like mm-hmm. that in college and then um and then going into my uh one of my relationships that was like in college I had a boyfriend who was like always smoking so sometimes I would smoke with him mm-hmm. um but I really wasn't like I would never smoke on my own yeah. or anything like that and then he got heavily involved in other drugs. And oh. so I think that really turned me off mm-hmm. of weed for a really long time. And then um, moving here, it's obviously legal. So then I I had a really bad experience where I got crossfaded one time. Oh, I like yeah. didn't want to smoke. I don't know why that day we just, we were already like completely trashed. It was mm-hmm. like a Sunday fun day and I smoked and I had a really bad like crossfade oh, experience. Yeah. Extremely bad. And um, I was like, okay, I'm never smoking again. Like, I don't even know why I would even, like, I had no reason at that time to really smoke anyway. And so, um, and so then when I started pulling up all my, um, uh, childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. started going through like this huge healing journey and really like digging into all these things, I started to have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And I think I actually always had high functioning anxiety. Uh But it was, like, on a different level because it was involved with this, like, trauma. And it yeah. was just, like, oh, shit. You were like, more aware of it at that time, too. Yes. Yeah. And so um, I had this, like, breakdown one time where um, my husband and I and our other friend were riding our bikes. And I just had this um, – my fear of abandonment came up. Like, Renee, my husband, took a different route on the mm-hmm. bike. And, like, I ended up going this way. It was probably because I was just, like, not paying attention. Yeah. and um, But my fear of abandonment was, like – oh my God, he left me here. And I got really upset. I was like crying on the bike ride home. And then one of our friends was like, please take a fourth of this gummy. I promise you, you will relax. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, no. Like I was so mad. And Renee was like, you have, like, you need to take this. Like you, like this is coming up for you really often. Like you need to take it. So I took it. I actually, like it took about 30 minutes for it to kick in. I had this like um I was feeling great and mm-hmm. then um my ego actually started to come up. So okay. I noticed that other people were noticing that I was mm-hmm. high. Like I realized I was high and then I noticed that other people were realizing it mm-hmm. and I freaked. And um I went to Renee, he was like in a different room and where we were and I was like, "Hey, like I'm freaking out. Like people are like I got paranoid." Mm-hmm. And he was like, he talked me through it. And then our other friend kind of like talked me through it. And I like relaxed and I was able to enjoy the moment. Um, and yeah. since then I was like, okay, I think I could actually use uh, weed in a way to relax me, mm-hmm. not to get fucked up. I don't need yeah. to be like, um, you know, smoking and drinking at the same time. Uh-huh. Just to kind of like relax that anxiety mm-hmm. and let that anxiety like kind of float away. Yeah. And so I began smoking like pretty much every night um, or every afternoon since then or mm-hmm. taking gummies. The thing I don't really like about gummies is they get me like a little too high for too long. Yeah. So I do like smoking because the high goes away pretty fast. Yeah. Um, But then I became like 
I always tell people this, like it really helped my anxiety because I learned how to like, that I could let that anxiety go, that I had the power to do that. It's like you become more self-aware and you're like, oh, I can control my own brain right now. Yes. Like I can just turn that off. Let me do that. (laughs) And then I stopped. Like I, I didn't, uh, smoke for a really long, for probably like another year. I stopped smoking. Mm -hmm. And then just recently I started smoking again and I, now I smoke for a totally different reason. Mm -hmm. Like, so I feel like weed is so multifaceted, um, and you can use it in so many different ways. Like I was telling you, Renee's, um, dad, he actually has, um, cancer, which I have alluded to on the podcast that he's been sick. But if you guys don't know, Renee's dad does have colon cancer. And so we've been kind of dealing with that. And he actually uses CBD and THC gummies to relieve his pain, to increase mm-hmm. his appetite, and he does not get high. Yeah. So it's like it's such a multifaceted use that yes. I'm like, I hate, I don't like that there's this stigma around it. Mm-hmm. But I think like like we said, it's going away. It is going away. Yeah, it's slowly going away, especially with all the people out there who are posting more with yes. it. Yes, yes. And just like professionals out there. Yes. All the companies that are coming up now. It's just like making people realize like, oh, this is a business. This is something that people do that, you know. It doesn't harm anyone. They don't, they're not harming anyone. Um, and they're doing their own thing. Like they're minding their own business. Yes. And I think people are realizing now that it's like, they don't have to stress about weed anymore. Yeah. Um, that takes a huge thing away. Yes. Because I feel like a lot of people were so paranoid with it or get paranoid on it mm-hmm. because of all of the laws and everything that right. there used to be. It just, it made people feel uneasy. Even myself. Like when For I first sure. started smoking and I would see a cop car behind me. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, right. Automatic. Like heart <laughs> is beating. I'm like, shit, they're going to pull me over. Um, but now, um, since it's more like relaxed, cops don't really trip on it anymore. Um, if I do ever feel like any paranoid or anything like that, like feel paranoia, I just tell myself, I'm like, just relax. It's fine. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. It is fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Like it, it has changed so much just in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited for where it's going and that. Uh, what my dad is super conservative my parents are from texas that's where i grew up so mm-hmm. my dad is very conservative and so when we were he- when he was here um the last time we were talking about um about weed and he was like so imagine he's from iowa originally he lives in texas his whole life where it's super conservative it's not legalized and so his perception coming here to california and especially long beach people are smoking on the street people yeah. are smoking <laughs> everywhere like and it's not a big thing mm-hmm. it's normal but to him he's like, like oh, oh my, my god gosh, like people yeah. are just smoking down the street and blah 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 and he's like he was walk- we were out here on the patio and he was like oh look like these people are just smoking like walking down the street and my parents don't really know that I smoke I'm sure they do now mm-hmm. but at that time I don't think he really knew yeah um and so he's like oh the people are just smoking on the street and I was like, okay. So we started getting this conversation and I was like, imagine like, um, someone who actually does want to use marijuana for, um, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like my mom is a perfect candidate for that. I was a perfect candidate for that. Someone or someone who has, um, in a car accident and has like a Mm -hmm. lot of pain would rather have used THC versus like opiates. Right. Um, but imagine that it's not legal because mm-hmm. his whole point was like, okay, we legalize marijuana. Then what's next? Yeah. Then what else are we going to legalize? And I was like, well, if we could legalize things that 
actually help people, right? Mm -hmm. Then someone who's in the hospital who is coming off, like doesn't have to get um, pain medication and can use a natural Mm -hmm. remedy that is not addictive. And then like imagine them coming out of the hospital and they're hooked on what's happening now is they're hooked on pain pills, opiates. So they have to, where do they have to go to buy them? Mm -hmm. Right. They have to either get a prescription or they have to go to someone on the street. That's how people actually go into other drugs Yes, is because they're like going, they have to go to a dealer. They still have all those pains because the opioids, I feel, don't get rid of the pain. Okay. Is it opioids or opiates? Or is it both? Yeah. Okay. Opioids. Opioids. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, when I said opiates, I'm like, wait, I, I guess, think that's well, wrong. I think it's both of them actually. Is it? So okay. So it depends on the type of drug. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. No. Or the t- the way you take it or something like that. So they're oh, both technically okay. correct. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I've, I, so I don't take any pain medication. I try not to even take like ibuprofen or anything yeah. for my headaches. I literally use weed for everything. Um, weed or like CBD or like right. a tincture, or like a rub mm-hmm. or something like that. So when I have a headache, I'll get like a little like balm and I'll put it like on my temple, mm-hmm. behind my ear and the back of my neck. Um, and then it seeps in and within like 20 minutes, my yeah. headache's usually gone. Um, and if that doesn't work, I'll smoke a joint and then it's usually gone after that. Right. Um, last resort would be me taking like a small pill, but when I have like any pains or anything like that and I smoke, it really helps. It like, does. Even like I have a lot of stomach issues. My stomach hurts all the time. So I get like nauseous. I get like stomach pains randomly and um, I'll smoke and it just feels like it's gone. Like I feel like I don't have it anymore. Yeah. But when you smoke or when you take anything, you have to do it with intention. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel it's like huge. a lot of people forget about that. Yeah. Um, with anything really, like if I wanted to drink this water, I could set an intention on mm-hmm. it and just be like, okay, this water is going to nourish me and bring yes. me abundance, you know? Um, with smoking too, you have to say like, okay, I'm smoking because I want it to help my stomach issue. Right. And I feel like your body knows that mm-hmm. and then it takes it there. So powerful. But yeah. Our body's full of our, um, the little, what are they called? The endocannabinoid? Yes. Yeah. The, what grabs it. Mm-hmm. Um, so our whole body is full of that. So I feel like our body listens to us. And if you tell your body like, okay, send it to my brain or send right. it to this, I feel like it's going to listen. It's, it's so true because our mind is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And actually I had someone else on the podcast talking about how she sets intentions for almost everything that she does throughout yeah. the day. Even like taking a shower, even mm-hmm. like, you know, sitting down and doing work or whatever. She sets an intention. and it's like if we can be that intentional throughout every with everything that we do, especially even like taking medication or mm-hmm. smoking or whatever, like she was even talking about how to set intentions before you drink. Yeah. Um, because alcohol can be like a really big gateway for, um, I guess, like uh, spirits is what she was talking about. Like it's called okay. like wine and spirits. Uh-huh. So she was saying it can be um, she gave a whole explanation of how it's. Um, connected to like the spirit realm the spiritual realm Mm -hmm. and that even though like people say like a drunk mind says like sober sober thoughts thoughts or something like that but she was saying that it might not even be your energy she was saying that it could be someone else's energy or or a spiritual energy that you're picking up on Uh when you're drinking and so she was saying like she she is sober but she was saying that even when she did drink or when her um when her partner was drinking she was saying that I always have people and tell people like set an intention when you're drinking. You don't have to be sober. 
But yeah. you can set an intention with drinking and saying, like, I'm going, I'm drinking, I'm going to have fun. Mm-hmm. And really all an intention is, is like saying, okay, I have power over my own mind. Yes. And that's exactly what we we're talking it's about. It's like, I feel like it's giving your mind, like, the like the starting point yes for where it's gonna go yeah yeah because if we don't right we have like all these you know like you were talking about um jumping from task to task mm-hmm. like our brain jumps from like emotion to emotion yeah and if we have all this stress that's going on all throughout the day then it's like that can come up once we relax mm-hmm. it can come back up and that's where you get like yeah. paranoia or like um or acting like out of yeah character. you start thinking about it again yeah and you're just like oh yeah and and that's why I feel like it's really important not to, like, mask anything, mm-hmm. too, like, any of your emotions or feelings. For sure. Like, I, if I'm, like, having a day where I feel like I need to cry, then I'll cry. Like, yes. I'll, I'll set, like, some time aside during my day and just, like, let it out. Cause yeah. Because you have to. Like, you can't get past your emotions until you go through them. For sure. You're never going to, it's never going to work. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we totally jumped in, but we didn't do a... Uh, weekly faves or confidence corner so let's do that now okay um do you have a weekly favor or confidence what do you want to start with i guess we can start with weekly fave okay um my weekly fave this week i have been taking these drops from yummy karma they're like thc drops um i've been trying not to smoke a lot of like blunts this week just because um last week i had really bad allergies so my Mm. nose and my chest was like super clogged up um so i've been taking these drops they're like thc drops and they're like my favorite right now um they have like cherry pie flavor and Mm. birthday cake flavor and they're so good you just like pop them in there (laughs) i love that um what is the like percentage or yeah, what it, not percentage, so but the it's like a little um tincture like this big. Um, I think the whole thing is a thousand milligrams, so each drop is like thirty three. Okay, about. yeah, nice. So I take like two drops and just like coast the yeah. whole day. Yeah, it's super nice. Nice, love that. Um, okay, so what is my fave for this week? Thought of one when I was. Well, I've been actually okay. My fave is gonna be my little craft cart. <laughs> Which I just got. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so I've been doing, I don't know if you guys have seen on Instagram, I have been making like these rhinestone shot glasses and I've really been tapping into this like um, crafty or like creative side of myself and I never, like I text the cart to my sister and to like one of my friends and I was like, I never thought I would be the bitch with a craft cart. <laughs> like I don't craft. But um, it's so therapeutic. It's so relaxing. And, like, like, I just feel like you can get all of your, like, frustrations and everything out um, and, like, de-stress. Yes. Because then you're just focused on that one thing and you're not thinking about everything mm-hmm. else. Like, I love crafting. Yeah. <laughs> I never realized why people loved it mm-hmm. until I started, like, I found my little niche yeah. of crafting. And I was like, okay, this is, like, there's something about, like, like you said, de-stressing, focusing, and then when the product is finished, you're like, holy fuck, like, like I, I made, made that. that. Like, like what? I really did that right now? Yes. Like, holy shit. <laughs> That's how I feel yeah. when I, like, create it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking fire, mm-hmm. and then I'm always like, now I'm, like, looking for ways to, like, improve it, yeah. like, what can I do differently, like, how can I up-level it, or, like, I like this shot glass, I love it, but, like, something... I can improve this part of it mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah, I've been loving that. That's yeah. been my that's my favorites. But 
I had it, I had everything in like a small little, um, like storage box Mm -hmm. and, um, I kept like buying more stuff. So I was like, okay, I need the whole room in here was like full. The table was in here and I had like shit everywhere. And I was like, I need a fucking something (laughs) to organize this. (laughs) Yeah. So that's going to be my favorite for this week. So, um, what did you do that make you feel, made you feel confident this week? My makeup this week just yes. really made me feel confident this week. Um, I also cut my hair a little bit. I love it. Um, gave myself some bangs, added some tinsel in my hair. Um, but stuff like that really makes me feel confident. Like just um, giving myself a little bit of a new look without mm-hmm. actually changing anything about yeah. myself. Um, just adding little things, you know, make me sparkle a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, that that's always what makes me feel confident. If I'm ever feeling like down or like bleh about something or like if I'm sick I still do my makeup and then I'm yes okay (laughs) that is such a thing that like it can just really improve your mood it's Mm -hmm. just putting it might not even be that you want to like cover up like your intention isn't to change like you said but your intention is like to give yourself like a good feeling Mm -hmm. or like the therapeutic aspect of even like doing your makeup can be therapeutic and then feeling like, okay, I'm going out and I'm putting my best foot mm-hmm. forward, um, even if it's just here yeah. at the house. Yeah. I brought uh, two of my good friends into my, um, as like a guest speaker into the program that mm-hmm. I'm teaching right now. And that made me feel really confident to just provide my uh, clients and the women in my program a different perspective Mm -hmm. on a similar topic and just like giving them that made me feel really confident like I was like okay that's something that it's not directly from me but it's a a part of me yeah and it's still making them feel good and it's giving them like yeah it's just giving them more Mm -hmm. and that made me feel really confident is just like adding other people into my space and um like uplifting not only the um, women in the group but also the creator that's coming in and helping Mm -hmm. um that made me feel super confident so that's my confidence piece for this week yeah let's (laughs) talk about your makeup and so you have an instagram for your accessories yeah you also have have, you how many instagrams you have i think i have like i think i do have five four or five of them yeah Yeah, because i have I have a makeup page, I have a weed page, and then I have a backup weed page, and then I have a um, business page, and then I have a backup business page, too. Just Okay, like why case. do you have the backup? Have you ever gotten shut down? Um, So I haven't yet, but tons of people that I know have gotten shut down, and I get posts removed all the time. Really? Yeah, all the time. Like censored? Censored, or they just take it down completely. Um, a lot of it is because of like music that I have in the background because I don't put that, like, I do not own the copyrights, which even if I do put that though, they will still take it down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that gets taken down a lot. Um, like if I smoke, so I posted a video of me, um, smoking on my weed page. Usually I like take a video on my other page and then I'll repost it Mm. on my business page. But that time I took one directly from there. And I think I said, oh, like, reach out to me to see what I have available. And they took that down. And then they shadow banned my account. So I was um, telling people to follow me. And they were typing it in. And it and usually when up. you type in, like, the first three letters, it'll, like, pop up. And you had to type out the, the whole, whole entire, entire thing. thing. 
And I was like, what? At first, I thought it was gone. And I was like, oh, my God, don't tell me my business page yeah. is gone. Um, but, yeah, they it, and it was because of the smoking and advertising for, like, people to buy it, I guess. Even though I didn't That's say, fucking hey, crazy. this. Yeah. That is literally yeah. insane. Even though it's legal in California and yeah. you're not even selling it. No, yeah. Not, wow. Yeah, they still, they do not like it. <laughs> but yet they have like full nudity sometimes Which, on Instagram. Oh, oh my gosh. That Don't really bugs me. started all that. That it's like, I'm, I just look at it and I'm like, really guys? Like, yeah, you're going to, you're not going to let me smoke with people who follow me because they want to see me smoke. Yeah. But you're going to let all these nude people on here and like, I don't get it. <laughs> that is so insane. Yeah. Have you had any backlash or like resistance from anyone in your like close circle? Um, like with smoking, and yeah, like, with like the journey that I started, mm-hmm. like family, friends. Um, not directly to me. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> um, I'm very like if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it, and don't tell me not your opinions it. on it. Oh, okay, okay. If you don't like it, because I'm still gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and from a young age, my family has known that, <laughs> so they don't really tell me or like question what I'm doing. Okay. That's um, good. They just kind of let me do my thing because they know that whatever I'm doing, it's because I want to do, and I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Um, I think the only person I ever really had like a little bit of backlash was maybe from my grandma. Okay. But she, again, she never says anything to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she found out I worked at a dispensary and she like questioned it a little bit, but she's never like really had any issues with it. And I think the reason is because they didn't find out I was smoking until more recently. Mm. So I just barely started this cannabis journey like two years ago now. Okay. I've only been in this like field for two years. Um, prior to that, I was always working in the medical field, um, always pay for my own stuff, like went to school, did everything, you know. So I feel like they don't really have a place to say anything yep. to me. Love that. And if they did, they know that I would say something to them for saying something to me because I'm like you they don't have a place to say anything to me so yeah I've just always been (laughs) been like that so my family is just like well just let her do her thing yeah don't question her are you the only child are you (laughs) no I'm I'm the youngest um I have four um I have three sisters and one brother um they're all older than me so I'm 11 years apart from my youngest older sister wow yeah okay so you really are the baby yeah yeah (laughs) That's interesting. So you're kind of almost grew up partially as an only child, right? Yeah, because they were gone. So when I was growing up, like especially like in the years where it like matters, like middle school, right. high school, my siblings were out of the house, so they oh, had their own okay. places. Um, yeah, they moved back in like later on, um, for like a couple years, but it wasn't really like they were there all the time. Yeah. So I was mostly alone. Um, but then like. As I, I think it was in high school, my uh, cousins started living with us. So then we started living with my cousins as well. So they um, kind of became like my sisters. Gotcha. So and they're um, like a couple years older than me. So we would always just hang out and go places. Just, yeah. So you've always had people like siblings or mm-hmm. close cousins around you. Yeah. Yeah. But you that's interesting. So I'm happy to hear that about your family. Mm-hmm. But how did it feel like kind of like telling your family that not only that you smoke weed Mm -hmm. but that you also have like a business geared towards that industry um so I'll I'll actually tell you like one of the first stories when my mom found out I smoked um and this is when I was in like high school 
um, I had, or actually it was after high school. So I was in school and I had a car and I was always driving places. And my parents had asked me if they could borrow my car one day. Oh God, to go this has happened to me. <laughs> yeah. And I, <laughs> I always had a bong on me. You had a bong in your car? I had a bong in my car and <laughs> stupid. I had it in my glove compartment. Don't do that. I don't know why I did that. Wait, why, but, why not do that? Well, cause if, so usually you keep like your, like your, um, registration everything in your oh yeah okay so if the cops ever pull you right. over <laughs> like the bong like, falls oh, out <laughs> don't mind that like, it's full of bong water <laughs> like yeah like so <laughs> so yeah I did that I was stupid um and so my parents borrowed my car to go to the grocery store and then um my mom found my bong and at the time I was at home smoking with my friends because I was like oh my parents are gone yeah like, smoke and then they ended up coming home early and they're like what the fuck Oh my and God. my mom threw my bong away. I was so sad. <laughs> it was a really cute one. <laughs> um, and she actually, like, she was mad at me for having a bong in the car, but she mm-hmm. wasn't mad at me for smoking. Oh, that's good. And the reason why is because I found out later that my whole family is basically a family of stoners. Oh, my God. I yeah. love this. <laughs> so I didn't know this growing up, but my mom and dad, um, well, my mom, not really, but my dad smoked. Um, apparently, they used to grow weed. They used to trim it together Love and, like, it. do all that. Um, then I found out that my sisters were also stoners. Didn't know that until I got older after high school. Um, because one day I was smoking and they were like, I want to smoke. And I was like, what? What, <laughs> what is going on here? Um, so, yeah, then I found out they were stoners. Um, found out my uncles, all my uncles, like, aunts, everyone. Just everyone was smoking. And I was like, what the heck? I did not know this. So, they didn't they can't they couldn't really get mad at me right. for smoking because they also partake in it. Right. But instead of um like yelling at me or whatever, my mom basically told me, if you are going to smoke, I'd rather you smoke here at the house where you and your friends will be safe because at the time it still wasn't legal. OK. Got so um, she didn't want me to get caught up or like go right. to jail or anything like that for weed because they knew like it's whatever. Yeah. Um, They're not judging it or anything. So then. Like, my parents' house became the place where everyone went to smoke. So my friends would always come over, and we just, like, smoke in the backyard. Um, so there was no, like, major, like, backlash or, like, awesome. pushback from my family when I told them I was doing that. Um, you probably opened up the family. I actually did, yeah. So my, my mom always used to get paranoid when she would smoke so she didn't do it Mm -hmm. um so then I started bringing around edibles and CBD and all this stuff so now she actually takes a lot of edibles all the time love that (laughs) um she'll like ask me she'll be like oh can I have one and I'm like yeah here I'm like which one you want like (laughs) how do you pick (laughs) yeah um so she she likes it now it helps her with like um she has insomnia a lot of the time Mm -hmm. so if she can't sleep she'll eat a gummy or like take some drops before Mm -hmm. she goes to bed um, she gets like headaches and backaches too, cause um, like she's like from doing stuff mm-hmm. and she's older. So when she has her backaches, um, she'll like rub the the balm that I have, and then she'll take some drops, and it always helps her. So yeah. she um now talks about it with my aunts and my uncles. I love that, and just like tries to get them to try it too. Yeah. You know? So. If um, they're having any pains, she'll be like, oh, you should try this. Julia got me this. <laughs> um, and so when I was working, I was working at a shop. Uh, when I was working at the shop, my mom um, had told my family that I was working there. I didn't want them to know, but they ended up finding out. And then a bunch of my uncles were asking me to get them stuff from the shops. They're yeah. like, oh, like you work there? Okay. Can you get do this? Do you have this? Or <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what would be best for this? And so I feel like it did open them up a little bit. 
Um, and they they do ask me questions now or like when they see me, they'll be like, Hey, do you know what this is? Or do you think this is a good one? Right. And I'm like, yeah, like I would try that one or I'd try this one. Um, so it's cool. It's cool to see it. That's awesome. <laughs> I'd rather like smoke than even drink a lot of times. Yep. I, because I, I don't, don't feel like anymore. shit afterwards. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't drink anymore because I just prefer to smoke. Yeah. And it just makes me feel I, like I don't need to drink to dance or to yes. get my personality out. Yeah. I know like a lot of people, they need that like little courage. Yeah. I don't really need that. So I don't when I go out, I'm just already dancing. Yeah. So I would rather smoke. I'd rather like smoke and have a good time. Um because with drinking like waking up the next day and just feeling that hangover like or just feeling like you don't want to do as much yeah I hate that feeling I hate that like feeling. I hate it I just like I don't when I lay in bed all day it makes me feel bad yeah like I feel like oh like I didn't do anything today what am I doing with my life yeah like, why am I here and usually after I drink I get like that yeah um so smoking I wake up and I'm like oh let's get the day started again yeah and it's still fun. Like, I still have a good time with it. Yeah. In Colorado and I think one other state, and I can't remember the state now, they legalized um, mushrooms oh, and they legalized yeah. uh, DMT for yes. um, medical usage mm-hmm. for, like, trauma, PTSD, and stuff like that. Um, what do you feel about that? What's your opinion on that? What do you... Um, I... I like it. I think it's I think it's good because like I've taken shrooms before. Um I've taken acid before. I haven't tried DMT yet, but I want to. Um but I've never had an a moment where it just feels like I'm going to go crazy right. or like just all the things that they say happen. I've never really had a moment like that. Um even I did like a half a eighth when I first tried it. Um, the craziest thing I saw was the sound waves coming out of the music. So mm. there was like a live band playing and there were speakers and I saw the sound waves coming out of the speakers and it like blew my mind. And yeah. I was like, what the heck? And that kind of made me realize like there's so much more out there in life. Yep. And that we're not experiencing. I just feel like it's a very eye opening and mind opening like experience to have. So I think it's good. Like, yeah, I think it's good too. But I'm glad that they're like bringing more awareness to how to take it yes because like when you don't know how to take it and you just take it that's where you're gonna have problems yep um but since they are giving people like okay for medical purposes take this much Mm -hmm. like you know like you should be fine i think that's really good because it it will help people yeah um there's so much research that says it helps with like depression and Mm -hmm. anxiety and all that like we can't not like we can't oversee that basically you have to yep. like give into it. <laughs> and a microdose doesn't do anything. Yes. It it's not like changing how you see everything. It's not going to change how you drive or anything right. like that. Um, it's basically like taking a, like a supplement yeah. in my eyes. Like it's like a yep. vitamin during the day. Yeah. Um, and if it's something that's going to help people to like not be depressed or get over their anxiety or if they have like PTSD or trauma yes. or anything like that, if it's something that's going to help them, then why shouldn't we be using it? That's just how I feel. About totally. It. Um, I do think, too, it's um, I'm glad that they're legalizing it because just like with weed and the legalization there, I think it helped um, control like the yeah. 
what's in it Mm -hmm. like it has to go through you know like inspection or whatever I don't know really I don't know the process for that but yeah obviously people think that weed is so clean because it comes from the ground they're mm -hmm. like oh god made it it's from the ground yeah it's fine you guys can smoke it but there's a lot that goes into it so like if the water you're using has a lot of mm-hmm. like chemicals or something in it, yeah, your weed's not going to be good. Yeah. If the soil that you're using mm-hmm. has stuff that isn't good for you, like the weed is taking that and it's it's making itself with that. So you're going to get all the nutrients from that. So it's definitely important to have all the regulations that there are. Um, I will say like it's it is annoying because there's so many like hoops that you have to go mm-hmm. through for sure when you're in that business, but in the long run it's a good thing because we're going to learn so much from like these next few years about weed and cannabis and all this stuff and like regulations and things that we never knew before. Right. And we're going to be able to like take it to a new level. Yeah. Um, I really think that like weed is going to be a really big like medicine for sure. Um, the way I see it, I think, um, like right now it's, you go into a shop and you tell people like, Oh, I want, right. I want, I want cannabis. Um, sativa or Mm -hmm. something you know you tell them that i think later on it's gonna be more specific where you go in and you're like hey i have nausea in my stomach i'm looking for a strain that'll help this right and then they could be like okay yeah we have these strains um this one helps with nausea this one helps with like nausea and anxiety right and stuff like that and i think that's really cool because there's so many uses for weed and you'll never know like all of them i feel (laughs) yeah it's funny too because now even um like when we were go- at one of Renee's dad's doctor's appointments, they were, um, he was having nauseous, nausea mm-hmm. from the chemo. And then he was having um, like all these different symptoms. And because he's on chemo, we were like, okay, what can he take for nauseousness? Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we have prescribed him like this medication. Yeah. However, because he's on chemo, he's like more susceptible to blood clots. So they were like, you know, it's actually not good for him. That medication is actually not that great for him. Mm-hmm. So they actually asked him to take CBD yeah. and THC. They wanted him to like have actual THC because it would also give um give him like an appetite and all this different yeah. stuff. But um I thought that was like I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like it was so cool because and that's I think another thing that changed his parents' mm-hmm. mind is I was like the doctor the doctor even is literally yeah. telling you to mm-hmm. take this. Like that the prescription like the drugs are actually going can hurt Mm -hmm. you which I think is like a good wave that we're going on and that's a good thing that I am excited about about like mushrooms and um and DMT and Mm -hmm. everything being legalized because it will allow like you said us to use it in a specific way Mm -hmm. it'll be regulated and it'll also be like you know with everything that's going on with like fentanyl and everything like now if I do want to like, okay, let's say I do want to like um, take DMT or mm-hmm. I do want to like have the, that like uh, experience, I don't have to worry anymore about something else being laced in it. Yes. Um, which I think is huge. Yes. So I'm super excited about that. And like you said about microdosing, um, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> like it doesn't inhibit you to like drive. It doesn't like inhibit you to per- like do anything. It's like mm-hmm. a happy. Yeah. It just like. Like. It's like a mood enhancer, I would say, yes. more than anything. Cause yeah. Every time I've taken a microdose, I've never, ever felt like, oh, shit, I'm not going to be able to do anything. Right. Or, like, if I'm talking to someone, I'm mm-hmm. like, what do I say? Like, right. You know, I'm always just like, yeah, you know, just talking normal. And yeah. Then, 
Um, and then, like, later on, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot I was on shrooms. Yeah. Like, I forgot I took a microdose. And I'm like, that's why I feel like this. And yeah. it's not, like, a weird feeling where you're, like, can see things or, like, you're, right. like the images. Are, you're not like, hallucinating. Yeah, nothing yeah. like that. It's literally just, like, like a happy pill in a yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. Joe Rogan was talking about that, um, about how it just, like, removes your ego. Yeah. So that you're you can see things in a different way. Yes. Yeah. I found that most people who have a bad trip, it's because they're having an ego trip. Mm-hmm, for sure. It's they're, they're like realizing something. Uh-huh. Um, like things are coming up. Yes. They're yeah. like, Oh shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> it makes them, it makes them like put perspective into mm-hmm. it. I feel. Um, but yeah, I've, like most of the time when people like take shrooms, they're just in like a happy mood or they just are like, Oh, like I want to try this I want to do that you know yeah. and it's cool to see that like more people are doing it now um it's cool but it's also like it's a little scary because I want to make sure that people know how to do it right. properly um and like if you don't know how to do it properly that's where you're gonna have some issues For that's sure. where you're gonna have like bad trips and stuff yep. um one of my first trips or actually my first trip that I ever had which is where I saw the sound waves um, I took half an eighth, which is like crazy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was that. like, that's a lot, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so me and my friend split half an eighth and then we took like a shot with orange juice. So it was like really like intense. And uh we were driving on the freeway and I actually thought that we all died. <laughs> so I thought that like Oh my god. We were driving past our accident, but it was like <gasps> a construction zone, but I didn't know that. Yeah. It was just like lights everywhere and I was like, Oh my god, we're driving past where we crashed. We all died right here. Like, you were outside of your body yes, thinking that. Wow. Literally. Yeah. And then we passed by, and I was like, oh, my God, it's a fucking construction zone. Like, you're so stupid. <laughs> and then I was, like, laughing, and I was like, what the heck? I was like, what is this? And then um, after that, I just felt like I had more appreciation for life. Mm. And I felt like before that, like, I always had appreciation for life, but it wasn't, like, as much as I do on now. that level and like ever since that day I just started like paying attention to the sky more and like things around me like flowers and plants around me and animals um and I don't know it just made me realize like literally like at any moment in time like mm-hmm. things can just be ended for you so you have to live like while you can love that yeah I love that um okay so we like veered off again because I mm-hmm. find this subject like so interesting but you were I wanted to um segue into like your makeup and your makeup business and um so tell us like kind of explain to us uh what you do with makeup and your looks and how that came to be and everything yeah um honestly I don't even know how to explain this because my makeup journey um just happened like I just decided that I wanted to have fun with my makeup and just make new creative ways to have a, a different look, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I just started playing with it. Um, I bought like these paints. They're um, like eyeliners, liquid eyeliners, um, but they're water activated. So you spray them with paint. Um, and then I bought like some paint brushes from Michaels. And that's literally what I do with my makeup. I paint on my face that's most awesome. of the time. Um, and I just have fun with it. I just like really noticed that it made me feel nice having like a different makeup look all the time or like never looking the same um because I feel like I always want to change something about myself like I always want to change my hair Mm -hmm. or like the way I dress or something like that 
and like having makeup and being able to change my looks is fun like yeah. some days I'll do like a goth look some days I'll do more of like a simple look um other days I go crazy and just do like whatever yeah <laughs> um but it's fun doing that because I just feel like I have like a lot of different like personalities in a way mm-hmm. like you know personas I guess yeah. and how I present myself depending on how I'm feeling and to be able to match it with my makeup just makes me feel like okay cool like it's like an extra step an yeah. extra like added layer yeah yeah I've been really feeling like I've been thinking about that a lot is like how multifaceted mm-hmm. we are as humans and how sometimes we can feel like we're in this like little box but yeah. really we're everyone is multifaceted Mm -hmm. you know we're so multifaceted like you said like you have different personas you have Mm -hmm. different like people that you want to be every single day so it's like why why stifle that and not express that yeah and like some days you want like you said you want to be goth some days you want to be like um you know preppy some Mm -hmm. days you want to like you know totally have pink hair yeah some days I want to look like a fairy yeah I want to look like a troll yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so tell us about your makeup and how that is in business like you were just explaining to me before yeah so um basically like I started posting um tutorials online um and I started doing it for myself because I was realizing that some days like I would do a really good makeup look Mm -hmm. and then I would try to recreate it and Uh, I wouldn't be able to do it yeah because I didn't remember the steps that I had taken before because I wasn't like I don't pay attention when I do it I literally just just go. go with it um I never know where I'm gonna go with a look until I'm already doing it mm. so um like yeah, basically, I would just post videos and tutorials for myself, um, and then I started getting traction on that. I started, like, getting views on my videos and, like, people telling me, like, oh, post more, which I was like, oh, I didn't think people cared about me like that, like, yeah. <laughs> to see my makeup looks, but okay. So I started posting it more, um, and now I um, actually just got onto the PR list of LA Colors. Yes. So they put me on their PR list, which is really cool. I never thought that any of this would be like something right? that I'd be doing. Um, it's literally just something that I did for myself. Um, and that's how it got started in this. And now, um, like I was telling you earlier, I want to do like add-on makeup. Yeah. So I am not comfortable doing full face makeup because... Um, I feel like everyone has a certain look that they that they have on their daily. Mm -hmm. So everyone has a certain way that they do their makeup that makes them feel the most confident. Right. On their own. So I like people to do their own base makeup themselves because I don't want to mess it up or like cake you up or like add too much contour or anything like that. Um, And then I like going in and just adding like the eyeliner, the rhinestones, the little designs on your makeup um, or like just making it pop a little bit more. Um, and it's just fun for me. I I really just enjoy doing it. So it doesn't feel like work or anything Love like that. that. It just feels like, oh, like let's, let's get creative today. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why I have been sticking with it. I've noticed, um, cause in general, if I'm doing something that I want to do and I don't have like people noticing it or something, I'll kind of stop doing mm-hmm. it. But um that or everything that I'm doing right now I'm doing because it's something that I wanted to do for myself so like people saying stuff about it or like giving me all the um 
like thank you for posting tutorials and stuff like that i'm like oh shit like like i didn't think that people would appreciate it as much as i appreciate it for myself i love that that's like so key is doing something that you love doing yeah it makes it feel like you said like not even like work yeah it makes it feel like fun um and that's what gives you like that longevity Mm -hmm. of doing it forever um so i have to ask you like when you're adding like embellishments right Mm -hmm. like rhinestones or something else what do you use to attach it oh i just use eyelash glue okay yeah eyelash glue is my favorite thing to use because it's just it holds but it's still um like soft enough where you can take it off easily so you don't have to like like rip it off yeah scrub it off or anything like that um so yeah i use eyelash glue i use like the duo eyelash glue Mm, which i've found is the the best for like sticking on I love Duo, too. That's what I used. I did, like, my first time adding, like, rhinestones Mm -hmm. to a look when we went to, um, like, a Raiders game. Mm -hmm. And that's what I used, too. But I was like, I wonder if there's something else. But that's what I've always seen people use, like, online. Um, And you're right. Like, it it holds, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't – it was pretty easy to remove, too, just like lashes, Mm -hmm. you know, just using a lash uh, remover, lash glue remover. Yeah. Um, I love – I love that you have – really created this whole like business centered in one place Mm -hmm. in you really and then branched into these other areas and then just like went with it yeah I love that so much what do you think like gave you the I feel like confidence is the word that I'm coming up with but it and maybe it is confidence like what gave you the confidence or the like there's a different word I want to use, like the the word is not coming to me. Like, I'm trying to think of a word around not drive, too, but like, like not confidence, but just like the um, like an ambition. ambition is not the right word, but like what gave you the like where did this come from? <laughs> not like where did it come from, but like what made you just say like okay, yeah, I now I want to do makeup and I want to do it yeah. on other people and just being like the fluidity i guess or like the just like okay roll with it type of vibe to just like go into it Mm -hmm. without letting your um like letting a lack of confidence or fear or something Mm -hmm. else inhibit you from doing um well i realized when i was younger that like literally anyone can do anything that they want to do if you put your mind to it um and there's so many things that i want to do and i'm going to make sure i do them all um but i guess something that like makes me like do it or want to do it is I don't even know I just get into this mood where like if I see something that I want like let's say I'm like walking around and I see something outside and I'm like oh that's really cool I want to make that most likely I will go and buy the stuff to make it yeah I guess I just like proving to myself that I can do it um and also like like I said everyone can do anything that they want to do as long as you put your mind to it and if um like with makeup I just started doing it because I liked it with my business I started doing it because I like that too so I guess um I've always known that me myself I am my own brand Mm. like I I am the brand basically yeah and I can I have multiple things that I want to do and I can link off of all of it because there's no rule saying that you can only do one thing fuck yeah and I've I've never ever even if there was a rule I wouldn't subscribe (laughs) to it it. (laughs) (laughs) um 
So I just was like, you know what, if if I am going to be my own brand, then I'm going to do whatever I want to do. If I want to make clothes, I'm going to make clothes. If I want to make accessories, I'm going to make accessories. If I want to do hair, then I'm going to do that. Um, and I guess the confidence, I wouldn't say it's really confidence. It's just knowing that everyone in general is just doing what they're doing to for themselves basically so everyone does what they need to do for themselves so mm-hmm. if you're doing something it has everything to do with your own reasonings mm-hmm. and no one else's um so for me um seeing everyone do their own thing it just makes me feel like okay I can do my own thing too without anyone like questioning me because if I see someone doing something I'm not automatically being like oh why why are they doing that like right why are they doing their own thing what do they want to get out of it like what is this it's more like, oh, that's really cool. They're doing their own thing. Like, love that. I'm going to do that too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that is so beautiful. Um, Were, were you always like that? Yeah. Like always, always from a young age? Well, when I was younger, I was like super, super shy. Like super shy. I never wanted to talk to anyone. I didn't have a lot of friends um, in high or middle school. Um, In high school, I started finding my confidence because... I always thought like, oh, I'm shy. No one likes me. Um, I'm like the weird kid in Mm -hmm. school, whatever. But then I think I don't remember what exactly it was. I think I had talked to someone and they made me realize that like literally everyone is like their own person and you don't have to fit in with anyone like at all. And I've never fit in one specific place. I've always fit in everywhere. So like I've always had friends and like a bunch of different like groups you know I was always cool with everyone but I didn't just fit into one specific group I Mm -hmm. would like navigate from like you know different Mm -hmm. ones here and there um so I've always been very like fluid and just like going with the flow I love talking to different people and hearing like different perspectives and everything because I just feel like there's so much to life that you will never know unless you talk to people like you get so much insight from other people when you talk to them so I've just always been like that. Um, one experience that made me be more confident was um, I had to do a speech in class. And I was like, I would always miss school if I had a project due because <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but someone told me they're like, oh, so when someone goes up there and they're talking, are you judging them? Mm-hmm. They're like, are you like thinking like, oh, wh- why are they wearing that shirt or why do they look like that? And I was like, no, I don't. And they're like, okay, well, let's say, like, I go up there. Are you going to be talking or are you going to be, like, in your head being like, oh, what are they even saying? Like, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. And I was like, no. And then I started, like, paying attention to my thoughts when other people were up or doing something. And I realized that I don't, like, everything that I thought people would say about me, like, the negative things, most most people aren't really going to say that. And if they are, whatever. It is what it is. So um, then I just started being more confident. I just started saying whatever, like it is what it is. If I was nervous or anything, I would just do it. Um, I would be nervous while doing it, but I would still do it because it's like we have to do it. Like right. life is about doing things. So <laughs> let's just get it over with. Um, and so that was something that helped me realize like, OK, people are not looking at you 24 seven and analyzing everything that you're doing. Like people aren't doing that because they have their own lives. And they're thinking about their own shit. Exactly. So when I realized that, I was like, I'm literally going to do whatever I want. Like, 
And if someone ever judges me for doing what I want when it has no effect on them, it's a reflection of their self Mm -hmm. and like how they feel inside that they can't do what they want because they feel like they're going to be judged. And so once I realized that, I was like, well, whatever. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, You put that in such a beautiful way because it's like it's true. Like when you when someone is speaking, you're listening to what they're saying. Yeah. Or so you're either probably listening to what they're saying and you're interested. And Mm -hmm. so you're thinking about that or you're thinking about your own shit. Exactly. And about what you're going to respond. Like if someone is, you know, having a convo and they're not able to like tap into uh, listening, they're going to be thinking about their own response. Mm -hmm. So they're probably not going to have the human the capacity to be like, oh, like, like why, this, that, why are this, your this. shoes untied? Right. Why is, why is one shoe brown and the other one black? Yeah. Or like, why is she wearing that sweater? Right. Why is your hair like no one really does that? Yeah. And if they do, like I said, it's 100% it's a, reflection. a reflection of how they feel about themselves or like how they can be in general. Right. And 100%. it has nothing to do with you. So just literally just live for you. That's that's how I do it. Like I live for me. I do whatever I want. Um, because at the end of the day, no one's got you like you got you. And I always keep that in my head. Like even with friends, like I love my friends, like I will always love my friends, but I also know that not every friendship is going to last forever. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't like embrace the friendship that you have at that moment. You know what I mean? It's just that life happens and things happen. Not everyone is going to fit on the path that you're going. And if you're doing what you want to do and they're doing what they're want, they want to do, your lives are not going to cross into each other unless you're going in the same route. Right. And that's okay. Like, that's fine. So, like, you have to appreciate people while you have them. And then even if they're not there, like, still appreciate them because they were part of your life for that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so just that's... I just live for me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I feel like that's a hard thing for a lot of people to grasp is like mm-hmm. living for themselves. And but if we all just lived well, you said that earlier too, is like we all do things for our own for our own self. motives. Yeah. And for our own mm-hmm. selves. And even when we're doing things for other people, a lot of times it's still self motivated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you can like realize that. And so uh, something that I hear a lot of times when I'm like coaching clients or like talking to someone who wants to increase their confidence or mm-hmm. maybe struggling with something like that or struggling with doing what they want to do. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I hear like that they're um, hold on. I lost my thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hear like, oh, well, I want to do this because it will benefit this person yeah. or um, like they have this feeling of like uh like guiltiness or like um obligation to feel this way towards somebody else and i'm like that is their shit Mm -hmm. so like leave it over there like we and almost um renee really taught me that my husband really taught me that is like um if we were all able to be selfish in our own way and and pour back into ourselves Mm -hmm. instead of thinking about other people almost in like a selfish way like thinking like how can I help them because it'll make me feel better um if we were able to just pour into ourselves and be selfish and not look at selfishness as a negative thing then like we would all be self-sufficient we'd all be good Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have to rely on 
feeling a certain way towards yeah. other people or having other people like we want people to feel this way towards us mm-hmm. or feel bad or feel obligated to us then we could all really like be self-sufficient and it yeah. could work a lot easier and um that's something that i feel like gets a a negative renee gets negative uh not feedback but yeah maybe feedback and people call him selfish a yeah. lot oh well he's just like selfish he only thinks about himself mm-hmm. and i've gotten that a lot from my family yeah and i'm like but but you should who else is gonna be there for my, me yeah. like yes i am the number one priority mm-hmm. like i me is the number one priority at all times you know now i'm in a great relationship so yes my partner is a priority too but at the end of the day like my stuff is my like Mm -hmm. me is my priority my mental health my sanity like and if you can tap into that it almost like relieves this like pressure of a relationship feeling like oh like I gotta get you for this and you gotta hold me up for this and you gotta be there for like let everybody do their own shit And then we can support uh-huh. without it feeling like an obligation. Yeah. And then it's real support. Yes. Yeah. Something I always say is um, you can't help others until you help yourself first. Mm-hmm. And the way I see it, like, if you always pour into your own cup, it's going to overfill. And when it overfills, that's going to be the easiest for you to help other people. Because you've yes. already given to yourself and you're not going to be taking away from yourself. You're just giving them the extra that, yes. that you have to give. And it's easy it's at easy. that point. Yeah, you don't have to, like put yourself into any position like I know a lot of people have trouble saying no Mm. like when people ask them for help or anything but like I love saying no oh yeah like if I don't want to do something I'm not gonna do it yeah it is what it is and Um, people see that as selfish a lot of times yeah but I personally embrace the selfishness yeah like when people tell me I'm selfish I'm like I am selfish and you should be too yeah because at the end of the day we only have ourselves like yeah there's other people like partners we have Mm -hmm. husbands people that are also our priorities but unfortunately like we don't know if they're going to be there forever Mm -hmm. and like it's the sad truth but if something were to happen and you were relying on that person you are going to be like down you're going to have like so many struggles because you were trying to help them Mm -hmm. instead of helping yourself and now you're in this position where you can't help yourself anymore because you were also relying on them yeah that's so so good like the sentence that you said was like um like saying no yeah and almost finding like power in that Mm -hmm. and it's like I think that that's a big one is that people are scared to say no yeah because they feel like I should do this thing I totally tried to remove that word from my category from my vocabulary is like I don't ever want to say like I should do this because yeah. where is that really coming from? You know, like why do I should it implies like obligation, it implies yeah. like guilt, it implies like oh I feel like I should be doing this mm-hmm. because it's the right thing to do. But really like you said, like you have to be there for yourself and then it immediately like it flows over. Yeah. It's and it's easy mm-hmm. to be there for somebody else in a in a way mm-hmm. that is helpful for them. Yeah. If without you're always taking away yourself. from yourself. Yeah, without too. taking away. Yeah. yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's something that I just started to, like, um, witness, like, recently. And mm-hmm. it's, like, it's so easy to give to somebody else and to, like, overflow mm-hmm. when you're already full. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love how you put that. <laughs> that was really, really, really beautiful. Okay, we're going to end it out with um, 
rapid fire, some okay. little rapid fire fun questions. Okay. Unless you have something else you want to. Um. No, I don't know on. if anyone submitted questions. Oh, actually, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Your people came hard for you. Oh shit. Okay. Um. In a not in a bad way, like okay. in a great way. Okay. Where I was oh, like. Also, wait, hold on. I want to say one more thing for yes. anyone who struggles with saying no or thinks that they're being mean for saying no. What I always like to say is like, it's mean to myself to say yes sometimes. Because yes. if you if you say yes to doing something that you physically can't or you're incapable of doing it at that moment because you're stressed or you're doing something, then it's being mean to myself to say yes. So saying no doesn't have to be mean. No. You just have to look at it as in a more selfish like perspective. Yeah. And if they have a problem with you saying no or like they get offended, you should be like, well, I'm doing stuff too. Like, you know, I have a life as well. You can't you can't get mad at me for saying no because you're the one who needs the help. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's very true. I feel like that's a big one. Okay, so we're going to answer the questions from the question box. So if you guys don't know, I do always put, for the guests, I always put a um, question box before we record and also the day of the recording. So you guys can always submit questions to the guests over on the Confident As Fuck Instagram. So it's Confident AF Podcast on Instagram. And I'll have everything obviously linked for Julia down below. Her five Instagrams, I'll have them linked, <laughs> and her website. And um, yeah. So what was the? Oh, yeah, thank you. I put that one there for you. Okay, so um, we got two questions for her. So the first one was from um, underscore Polaroid Playboy. Um, favorite type of smoking accessory to make and why? Um, my favorite type of smoking accessory to make are my wands. Mm. Um, and the reason they're my favorite to make is because there's so many different looks that I can make with them. So it never feels like I'm making the same thing over and over again. Um, which I hate doing. (laughs) I hate repetitive (laughs) stuff. So being able to always put like a little bit of creativeness into something that I'm making, um, makes it something that's my favorite. So that's definitely one of my favorites. And then the second favorite that I always have are my sweaters because I just love sweaters. Yeah, (laughs) me too. Yeah. I love your wands. That's what I originally bought from you the first time um, because I was like, this is iconic. Like, (laughs) it is so cute. And then I brought it to um, to Mexico with me, went to go visit Renee's family. And um, and she was like, oh, my God, like, I'm obsessed with this. And I was like, oh, let me get you another one. And so yeah. I bought, like, a few different ones from her and um, from Julia. And, um, yeah, I even bought her, like, a little small one because she doesn't smoke that much. Yeah. So I was like, okay, perfect. You can get it on the yeah. go. Like, they're so freaking cute. And they actually do help. Like, especially when, like, the um the joint gets, like, really low yeah. and it's, like, you know, it gets hot or whatever. Mm. I'm, like, okay, this is actually, like, functional as well yeah. as super fucking cute. Yes. And then your fingers don't smell, too. Yes. When you're done smoking, which was one of the main reasons why I made them because when I was working in the medical field, I can't smell like right at all. So um I made them because I would want to smoke a joint. I wouldn't always want to hit a pen or anything. Mm-hmm. You want to smoke a joint sometimes. So I made them um, to remove the smell from my fingers um, because I didn't want to have that on me at all. And then I made it adjustable because um, my blunts, I always roll big blunts. Yeah. (laughs) So when I use regular (laughs) joint clips, they always crush it or pinch it and it messes up with the airflow. So I made them adjustable so that way it just like caresses it and just yeah. like loves it and embraces it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is adjustable and I didn't know that. I didn't realize yeah. that the first time. But yeah, it it does actually help too because like they're all different sizes sometimes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. Um, 
Okay, the next one is from Valerie Marley. What was your first item you made that inspired you to create more? Um, the first item that I made was the roach clips. So I didn't make them how I make them now. So now I make them like wands and they're like adjustable and they're like their own thing. Um, when I was first making roach clips, I was buying like um, metal pieces from like antique stores and stuff like that. And I was soldering them onto the alligator clips. Oh, okay. So regular like roach clips yeah. in a way. Um, but they were more like industrial because of the alligator clips yeah. that I had gotten. Um, and since I was soldering them on. So those were the first things that made me like or inspired me to make more because I made, I think, like five of them. And I made them for me because I, I didn't want my fingers to smell. But when I posted them, I had like four people reach out and ask me if they could buy one because they liked them. And um, at first I said no. So at first I wasn't selling them for like the first few months. And then I started making more because I was like, oh, I actually like making this. It's fun getting like to create something. And I also like, I'll be real with you. I do like when people are like, oh, where'd you get that from? And I'm like, I made it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> this thing. Oh, this yeah, little thing. <laughs> I created that. <laughs> so um, like it made me feel good basically to have people like saying that they like my stuff. So I started making more and then um, I started selling them. And so that's basically where it started from. Um, and then from there, I basically just wanted to have like a brand of accessories that you never really seen before. Something new, um, something that was essential. So something that you needed, but maybe didn't know you needed. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I always say the yeah. smoking accessories you never knew you needed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's where it started from was all the roach clips. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. And then it, you like evolved the roach clip to be not like you said, like crushing it. Yeah. So it. instead of using like regular alligator clips, which is the normal like roach clips that they make, I um, do it all on my own with my hands. So I, I use wire and I create like the clip on the end of it. Mm. Um, it's kind of, it looks like a spring mm -hmm. so that way it like could close and like open up. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's where it. it started from. That's awesome. Um, okay. We're going to do the rapid fire. Okay. So, um, I'm going to ask like maybe like five or six questions. Okay. And then, um, and then I'll just, uh, if you want to plug anything, mm -hmm. like if you have anything you want to plug, obviously your website. Okay. Um, but if you have anything like special going on, mm -hmm. we'll plug that too. So. Okay, so rapid fire. Um, what is your favorite food? Um, Thai food, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I love Thai food. That was the first thing that popped in my mind. Any too. like type of Asian food, like Thai food. Well, that's not. Um, Thai food. Um, Korean barbecue is yes. so. I just had that the other day. So good. Um, sushi. Yeah. Anything along those lines. I love Thai food. Mm -hmm. That's something that like Renee doesn't really like Thai food that much. Oh. He can find like certain things that he likes. Yeah. You know, like I'll order him some specific things, but I will always go for Thai yeah, food. Yeah, Thai food so is so good. good. Have you ever been to Thai district here in no, Long Beach? No, I didn't know that was a thing. It's not a district. It's a, actually that's the name oh, of the restaurant. The of, oh, okay. <laughs> but it is fire. Oh, like okay. it is really good. It's like upscale um Thai. Mm. You can get it delivered, but it's it's so freaking good. Like, so good. Um, okay, what is your drink of choice? So since you don't drink coffee and you yeah. don't drink, you don't really drink. I don't really drink alcohol. Okay, so then let's do something different. What is your, like, beverage of choice? Like, um, 
like if you're going like to the fridge um, if you don't want water what yeah. were you, what are you drinking uh <laughs> like water um i guess well i buy like those flavored sparkling waters Ooh, okay so if i because i'm trying not to drink juice right now okay um usually i would drink like minute maid mm-hmm. oh no you know what my favorite besides water is orange juice okay okay i'll always drink orange pulp or juice. no pulp pulp yeah i like you pulp. heard it mm-hmm. that is controversial <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is that is so funny but fresh squeezed orange juice with pulp i can totally oh, get down with so good so any good. type of orange juice i'm just down for it anytime like i'll drink orange juice at night before i go to bed really? i'm just like real quick yeah i never really liked it too much as a kid but now i do like it like fresh squeezed yeah. i love fresh squeezed orange juice yeah super good um okay if you're going to the movies what candy do you get um i wouldn't say candy but i get dibs the ice oh, cream the, the little ice cream thingies um yeah i don't really eat candy at the movies i usually will get the dibs and popcorn with cheese <laughs> with cheese yeah i always get the side of cheese and then i dip my popcorn in it like i'll wow. take one, one like kernel. a nacho nacho cheese yeah nacho oh. cheese so i take like one kernel dip it in the cheese and then i dip it in the popcorn and, then it <laughs> and get more like kernels <laughs> that is so funny so are you would you ever put um like chocolate or candy on your popcorn yeah i would oh, okay okay yeah. that's a question i've been asking and people are either like oh yeah i love it mm-hmm. or people are like i've never heard of that yeah or like that would be disgusting <laughs> i love that together like a sweet salty a mix sweet and salty Ooh. yeah i love that really good mm-hmm. um okay so what you're a scorpio mm-hmm. what sign do you feel like is most attracted to you or you attract most like within your circle um cancers cancers yeah i attract a lot of cancers there's a lot of cancers in my family and my friends interesting um a scorpio and a cancer together yeah i guess it's a it's a good duo i think so too yeah yeah um we're like opposites but the same Mm -hmm. so we have a lot of the same emotions as cancers but scorpios are more like they lead with their head where Mm -hmm. cancers lead with their Mm -hmm. emotions a little bit more so we balance each other out because um sometimes scorpios are more like cold yeah for (laughs) sure (laughs) and so cancers remind us not to be like that and sometimes cancers are too emotional and scorpios remind them hey it's not that like it's okay you don't yeah need, you don't need to cry it's okay it's <laughs> funny um what's your like rising in your moon um i'm uh, aquarius rising and a virgo moon love yeah love i'm an aquarius rising too you are oh mm-hmm. yay yeah i love like i love aquariuses mm-hmm. those are like the ones that are always around me just aquariuses but i think it's because that's probably the energy that i'm yeah projecting oh what's your best amazon purchase that you've made this month this month Amazon purchase my hair tinsel yes okay so how <laughs> yeah. did you put it in yourself um okay so uh, there's two different ways so I tie it in so okay. I grab like one or two strands of hair and I make a knot with the tinsel okay and then it stays in there and then I also have the little o-rings like the okay. silicone rings so I like tie some onto the silicone and then I just pinch it into my hair um so with the pinching it into your hair, it stays for like a week or two. Even when you wash it? Even when I wash it. Yeah, nice. I wash my hair every day. Oh, okay. Um, these ones, the ones that I tie in, like the ones in my bangs, um, those ones will stay for like a few days. 
Um, but what I do is like when I'll notice them like falling down and I just grab the strand of hair and I like pull them up. Oh, and you like, and re- then it stays in there. You adjust it. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you can curl them. You can like straighten yeah. them. They're heat resistant. And I was like, what? Blew my mind. Wow. <laughs> well, I guess that would have to be because, you know, that was like a big, I don't know if you know. So now I'm like, maybe you don't because you're a little bit younger, but back in like Real Housewives, Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. do you remember did you ever watch that? I watched some of it, but I don't know. If- okay, in the very first seasons, there was um, Adrienne Maloof. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah, so she used to have that in her hair uh-huh. in the first few seasons, and then it became, like, pretty popular. Yeah. Um, kind of around the same time that, like, the Kesha feather mm-hmm. era. Um, so it was really popular, but I notice it coming back now, and I'm like, okay, I'm living for it because it's, like, different. It's, like, a different colors now yeah. people are doing so i'm like i'm looking at the pink right now and i ke- i kept staring at it the whole podcast and i'm like i need to do that especially <laughs> for like a photo shoot yeah so freaking cute and it's like subtle but it's still there yeah it Love adds it. a little bit of something i feel yeah. like it because i really wanted to dye my hair you did i did what like, color are we gonna do i just wanted to make it a little bit lighter mm, okay um when i was in high school i had rainbow hair yes so i'm kind of over like the the rainbow yeah. colors now um, I just wanted more like subtle, like auburn looks. Mm-hmm. Um, just not as dark because my hair is like almost black. Mm-hmm. It's still it's brown, but it's almost black. Um, so I just wanted it a little bit lighter. But I wanted to add like a few like streaks. Yeah. Um, of like red or something, but I didn't want to kill my hair. Yeah. Like I said, I had the rainbow hair, and I bleached the mm-hmm. shit out of my hair in high school, so my hair was dead for a long time. Um, and now it's it's pretty healthy, and I don't want to like ruin it yeah. again. So I'm like, I'll just add some tinsel. <laughs> yeah, it's like we want to do these like little small subtle changes. That's mm-hmm. why I got the bangs too. Is I was like, I even like slowly got the bangs because I like did the curtain bangs at first, and then I was like, That's okay, what I did too. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, these are not, they're not me. Like I need, I want to go the full thing. Yeah. Um, but I wanted some type of change that mm-hmm. I almost, I wanted to go copper. Like I love that little oh, copper yeah. moment that's happening right now. Yeah. But same thing. I like, I've been. Um, my hair was same thing. I had colored hair. I had like pink, then I had green and then like a bluish green. And mm. then I was like over that. So I dyed my hair dark. I dyed it like dark brown, like same color as yours. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I want to slowly go lighter, but I want to do that copper. But mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want it. Like I've been working so hard on keeping my integrity with my hair while I'm lightening yeah. it that like, I'm going to go darker and then I'm gonna have to lighten it harder. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, no. I was like, I'll just do the bangs. Like, that's a, not do that's that. a little uh, enough change yeah. where it feels good, but it's not so damaging. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell everyone where they can find you and yes. what's going on with you right now. Yeah, so you guys can find me. Um, okay, so for my makeup, you can find me at jinked underscore Julia. For my business, it's underscore jinked. And then for my weed, it's, it's jinked underscore juju. And, like, unfortunately, you have to type the whole thing out because Instagram hates me. We'll have it linked, too. So if you guys go to the show notes, which is just below the episode, you'll be able to click the links for her. She'll Mm -hmm. also be on the Instagram page. So you guys will be able to find her there as well. And then people can order. Yeah. So if you guys want to see, like, the products that I have, you guys can check out my website. It's www.jinked1.com. And jinked is spelled J-A-N-K-E-D. Um, I have like a bunch of my products on there and I'm actually going to be, um, doing, I'm going to do a discount code. Um, Sweet. I'll make it right now. We'll do girl boss as yes. the thing. I like that. Love yeah. It. 
So Girl Boss will be the discount code. Um, I'm going to make it. It's going to be um, for like this upcoming month for all the holiday orders and everything. Um, just to give you a little bit of discount. And um, I'm also going to be providing like a free little gift for Love. like all the upcoming orders that I get as well. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are um, looking for, like you said, <laughs> accessories mm-hmm. that you didn't know you need, which is exactly what her brand is, you guys can find her link down below the discount code will be down there for you guys so you can use that too and then you said you're going to be here in long beach so if yes. you guys are in long beach mm-hmm. you're going to yeah. be there tomorrow right tomorrow Saturday? um catalyst oh shit it's is... going to be this is not going to air oh okay well, so this so is... they have it they actually have it like once a month and okay. i'll be there next month too okay um so i think it's either the second or the third saturday of every month but catalyst down here in long beach um on pine street they have a little event it's called party on pine um basically there's going to be a bunch of vendors um weed vendors um there's a dispensary there so you guys can make a purchase they always have deals so all the all the weed vendors that are outside um they usually come with deals so they'll either do like buy one get one free mm-hmm. um buy one get one for a dollar or um you get like a whole like gift or something like that um so if you guys want to stop by i will be there with my booth as well so i'll have all my accessories um, and it's just a fun place to go and like hang out. They even have like a little hot box area. Yeah, so you I can saw that go last and time. Smoke inside of there too. Yeah, I saw yeah. that last time. I was like, oh shit, like that's it's pretty, so cool. freaking cool. Yeah, I was like, what? This is the thing. <laughs> so it's the second weekend of every month. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll have that link down below. I'll have Catalyst website link down below for you guys too, in case you're in Long Beach, so you can find more info on that um and their instagram linked so that we can find that um and make sure that you're mm-hmm. or not that you're there but that it's the weekend that it is the second weekend yeah and um yeah so are you gonna be anywhere else popping up anywhere else um i do so i have a bunch of pop-ups coming up um i think most of them are in la i will be in um san diego in december okay um this month they're mostly in LA. Uh, we in Woodland Hills this month as well. Um, but yeah, I try to do at least like two pop ups a weekend. So I just nice. like if you follow my Instagram, my business page, um, underscore jinked. Um, I always post like the flyers for the events Sweet. that I'm gonna be at or, um, like the places that I'll be. Um, even just events if you guys want to go and have fun. I always post like cool events. Um, to just go and smoke and just live Sweet. life. <laughs> Sweet, love it, love it, love it. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so for much me. for your perspective and for talking all things, everything with us. <laughs> um, so you guys can find her down below. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review. And until next week, don't forget to let your confidence shine. Yes, don't forget to let that confidence shine, y'all. <laughs>